1: Welcome back to everybody's favorite show. How about that, guys? We've only been doing it a few weeks. It's already everybody's favorite show, and I would agree with that. I go back and rewatch the hilarity of my own. It's good Mm. stuff. It's coach speak, and there are more coaches, more games played, more losses and dumbfounding explanations for said losses and or wins or non sequiturs, and all that other good stuff. Artesiawater.com. Go check them out. More on them in a bit, but I've got one set up in my kitchen right now, and it's delicious and cold, and the kids are drinking from it every morning. Good stuff. First up, Ben, who do we got?
2: Hey, guys, it's always fun to start the show with a little Jimbo. Uh, they are four and three now, two and two in the SEC. This is in the uh, Tennessee loss in the post game press conference. Enjoy, guys. I know you always will. <laughs> we might not have too many more of these.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey to the tens of thousands of Aggies that have so, been so.
3: Same thing. How would I. Emotionally. And financially supportive uh, that question whether or not you can actually the hurt same us th- the same things I just said to our kids. I mean they, they ain't hurting no more than our kids are. Those players in that locker room don't put them above the players. Mm. I mean I love our players and I love our fans. I love our people who give money. But those kids are what's more important. That's why they're giving it. Those kids are hurting in there too, and we got to find a way to help them. We got to coach them better, get them to play better, and play in critical moments better. And That's what we're going to do. Go back and do it.
1: Oh boys. <laughs> you, you, Ira, you correctly predicted it. Here it is, man. We're up against it. I mean, I feel like when you start eliciting the sympathy for the kids. Yeah.
4: It's,
5: and it's such dicey. A, and it's such a straw man argument. The guy said, what do you say to the, 10, 000, to the tens of thousands of people who donate and support your program? And his response is, well, don't put them over the kids. Well, he wasn't putting them over the kids. I mean, he could have asked, what do you say to these kids that you've let down? His question was, what do you say to the people that are supporting the program financially? Jimbo's he, just trying and to And his uh, it.
4: response was basically, nothing. <laughs> I hurt. I feel bad for those kids. That's exactly. I I did, he didn't say we're, we're going to. I mean, he said we're going to coach them better. He says that every week. He didn't say anything else other than, I feel bad for those kids. I promise you they're hurting worse than uh, the fans. And in some instances, that's probably not true. But still.
5: <laughs> yeah, the kid. I, the kids, the, the yeah, yeah so a couple of the kids who maybe maybe took six, seven figures to come there probably might not be hurting as much as the <laughs> 70-year-old Aggie to, fan. I
1: was about to point that out. He's close to P.J. Fleck territory, guys. He's going to start invoking tragedies of yesteryear. Like <laughs> soon we're going to have comments about this is a tough loss, but it's nothing compared to 9-11. And yeah. people are going to sit there dumbfounded like, what are you talking about, my man? I like that the uh the reporter was like, Oh, hey, let me finish. Oh, dude, like, he well, they're tired of it. They're they're yeah. done with him. Yeah, We've that, seen that's this. a
4: very good, that's a that's a uh that's a, that's a good illustration of how done they are with him because they've been interrupted a lot over the last few years <laughs> and they're they they do not and he still got interrupted. He still didn't quite right. get the question out. Jimbo wasn't gonna let him.
1: Let me finish is straight up cold blooded. Yeah. I mean, that's what a coach says to a reporter. It's rare that a reporter's like, no, no, man. Let me finish. Like, I, that is, like, come on. There you go. The
5: only thing that would have been better is if then when he said, hey, don't put them over the kids. And then if the reporter said, hey, okay, answer that question. What do you say to these kids <laughs> who signed here to play at your school? And now you. And you That's he, right.
4: Because he, he said, I would tell the fans the same thing I said to the players. Right. But then he never told us what he said to the players. Other than we're going to coach them better.
1: I suspect he said, think about all those poor fans that have donated yes. their money to this yeah. program. Yeah. I mean, this is and awful, guys. Don't put yourself above these fans. All right, Except ben.
4: for the field goal kicker. He lo- The field goal kicker is having a great time at a do you
5: Do you remember, and this is just like one little bit of irony, but like, do you remember when that video came out a couple of years ago when the whole talk about NIL and what Texas A&M was doing was there was a video of like a recruiting staff member talking to a player, a recruit, inside the stadium. And he pointed up at the stadium, and he's like, man, if you come here... These fans will take care of you. Like this, this, this <laughs> there is so much money here. We are, you know, and, and and like later, Jimbo's like, oh, well, that's not what he meant. He just yeah. meant. But I mean, this is exactly the point, Jimbo. The reason you went there was for all that money. That's why you went to the school, and now you're like, hey, no, I don't care about them. I care about these
1: players. Don't put them above the players. Players are hurt. For those watching at home, a ribbon on this is that Jimbo's lost eight straight road games. Hmm. Eight straight.
4: Three and nine in his last 12 uh, versus Power 5 opponents.
1: Ooh. What do we got next?
2: Hey, we did not have Dave Aranda last week, and I apologize for that. We have Dave this week. Uh, we talk about that reporter-coach relationship as the season progresses. We touched on that with Jeff Trailer last week. Uh, I think Dave might be a little fed up, though. See if, see what you notice here at the start of this uh, question.
6: Any type of protocol or staff changes at all during the off week?
2: No. No,
3: I think um, you know throughout the throughout the week there was a lot of self uh, study, and so we had our defense breakdown and look at the offense and vice versa, and so there's um, you know they had the majority of the week to do that. That was all kind of um, uh, delivered and deciphered on Thursday, and I thought there's a lot of learnings in that, and we're really leaning and uh, leaning into that. And applying a lot of those truths, however ugly, um, bad, or good, uh, to help us get better. And so I think um, we're going to lead with you know, what the facts are and try to get better there.
5: You don't get, I appreciate that when you ask if he's making staff changes. You're not getting the I appreciate that.
1: No, that's where he draws a line, Corey. But I also want to know, have you ever heard somebody use the phrase or the word learnings? No. He said, he said there was a lot of learnings in that. I don't know what that means. I'm sure he means lessons learned or something uncovered, but a lot of learnings is new to the program.
4: And I, want, I he also said, didn't he say I want to um... – we're going to put truth into that. What did he say about the truth at the end? We're going to, we're going to make that our truth or something. He yeah, used, no matter how ugly it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He,
5: he used truth a lot in that press conference. The other thing about his, the whole setup there. And I guess, again, I think we need to savor the Dave Aranda press conferences. Cause like Jimbo,
1: we're running we, don't out have of time.
5: More, we don't know how many more we've got, but the dais thing where he sits and he's got his hands like up here. It's a very, it's almost creates this. Like it, it adds to that whole alien feel that I think people are feeling.
1: I have a question for both of you. Did the beginning of that explanation or his answer sound a little bit like when you were admonished as a kid for not doing your homework and then telling the teacher why you didn't do your homework, and then they refute your excuses with just sort of the straight-up, well, now we went over this, and I told you you had till Wednesday. Today's Thursday, so no. No, we're not going to do that, Jeff. I mean, I, I got that vibe that it was a middle school teacher trying to be kind, but he was done. He was done with the nonsense.
4: I never had a teacher talk in that tone ever I mean they don't I was thinking of the way he talked do you remember the sweaty ball skit on yeah. SNL with Alec Baldwin yeah. that's where he'd fit right in that I mean it's it's the exact tone that the NPR hosts and Alec Baldwin have describing his uh his meatballs <laughs> it, it just he it would fit right in it's uh and then you put them in your mouth and they uh i mean yeah. they really really uh, uh, taste we're good.
1: aware of the bit cory okay sorry <laughs> um, i'm sorry one, one of the things that i would like to say though is ira is spot on here this is less of us making fun of dave and more of us lamenting that there are so few of these to yeah we're on. embracing it's, it it's over it's over. That he was broken right there, guys. There was no. I appreciate that. There was yeah. nothing. He didn't. He was trying to be somewhat tough, and that there was no tough. There was nothing there.
5: They had. Well, they had their their one game win streaks. One game win streak snapped,
1: yeah. and
5: uh, that's tough. I mean, yeah. When you when you've had a, a one game win streak going, thought he
1: had it turned around, and then yeah. that happened. Ben, let's see number three. What do we got? Hey,
2: I will say that he appreciated every question beyond that one. So okay. well, that was the one. I, yeah. okay. So don't worry, guys. It wasn't okay. the whole the whole mood. Uh Shane Beamer took a little flack on Twitter for finger pointing after South Carolina's collapse against Florida last week. Let's hear it.
3: I haven't had a chance to really ingest it, but looking at the defense, just what did you see as the main problem out there? I tonight? saw the main problem, David. We call pressures and we don't run them. Uh, we play man coverage and and uh, didn't do a great job of, of keeping leverage. I mean, just in the first half alone, we, we ran a pressure where the corner came and for some reason he stopped and we gave up an explosive pass because we didn't continue to run the pressure. Uh, we had another pressure call where we didn't run it. Uh, in the first half, we had a holding penalty in the secondary in the first half. Uh, we had another pressure on a third down backed up where we're gonna be off the field in the first half. And we didn't execute it properly. Um, we talked to our guys about not jumping around the quarterback. We got we jumped and, and uh, got beat on a pump fake. We had an all sides in the first half, so just did not play clean football. And then at the end of the day, we had some calls that were perfect calls. We ran a edge pressure. If somebody calls. said, hey, a team is getting ready to run a reverse, what would be the perfect call? You would bring both people off the edge. We did it. We had a perfect call sometimes and um, their guy, made the play and we didn't, but we got good kids in that room. They're going to continue oh, yeah. to make those plays. Um, we've got to continue to I do love a better these job kids. of coaching them and putting them <laughs> in position uh, to make those plays.
1: we so, we've got good kids who suck at football, guys. <laughs> yeah. the, the
5: best the, – uh, there's so many great parts about but my favorite is the fact when the guy asked the question, "What, what He's he, the sheet. He, he pulls out the sheet and unfolds <laughs> it. Oh, I'm going to tell
1: you exactly how these kids <laughs> screwed me. Yeah. Time and time again. Did you see how much perfection was on display out there tonight that those kids ruined? Perfect call
4: after perfect call. We're like the Buddy Ryan 85 Bears, <laughs> except these slappies don't know don't do what we tell them to do. In I fact, call if Buddy we call could
1: it. rise up from the grave and see what I called, he'd be like, Bravo, Shane. You're bravo. doing it. You perfected defensive football.
5: We call pressures, they don't run them. It's like what what kind of team is this, Shane?
4: I love like, it's a team of outlaws and renegades that just do what they want.
1: So, guys that you don't believe in Shane, by the way. I'll tell you this much I would love to watch the film of a corner is told to come on a corner blitz and just stops. I would like yeah. to be in that because Shane isn't going to have a lot of patience this week, guys.
5: The uh, so he did, uh, because this man, this thing blew up. I actually got a text from a friend in the business that night, like, Hey, did you see Shane Beamer? And it wasn't even about coach speak. I don't think this person even knows coach speak exists, but they were just, I don't know. That's hard to believe, but they, uh, but they were like, did you see Shane Beamer's breakfast? So I went and watched it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then the next day he does a teleconference on Sunday. He does a teleconference like old time coaches used to do, which good for you, Shane, uh, with the local media, and he started off by clarifying because he's been buried about this. So he started off by clarifying. I just want to clarify, just like he did with the hot dog guys. The the Remember the, the, the first chain, show he did? The chain, guys, the chain yeah. gang. Yeah. That I was mad because they went and got a hot dog when he was trying to do an onside kick. And so he starts off, same exact thing. Like, I just want to clarify, guys, I've told – every time I talk in a press conference, I take the blame for everything. It's all on the yeah. coaches. It's all Except on me. Yeah. And then he just spirals into blaming the kids again like the rest of
1: the rest Can't, help himself. He just, Can't help himself. By the way, the other reason he was so mad about that onside kick, because that too was a perfect call, but this time ruined by some fat asses on the chain. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs>
4: It'd be cool if he could have some confidence around him to appreciate he, he and his coaching staff's genius. Yeah, that was uh, I just don't know. Not, I don't think I've ever seen a coach quite do what he just did. And he never came back and was like, but, hey, we got to coach him better. At the end, if you noticed it, he says we got to continue to coach them. Not we've got to coach better because yeah. you can't coach any better than that South Carolina staff is doing, especially on the defensive yeah. side of the ball.
1: Perfect calls, perfect coaches. A bunch Ira, of. Do you think? Do you think, Iris? Since you and I both chuckled heartily at him grabbing that sheet so oh, quickly, man. he was waiting for the question. Do you? Do you think that he actually wrote down in there like? 16, forgets to run. 32, yeah. doesn't sure. get. <laughs> perfect call. Name, Another
4: perfect call. Great yeah. call. Touchdown, Florida. Great call. <laughs> we just lost the game.
1: He's got exclamation points now. Another perfect call ruined. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so that, uh, that was the Florida game that they lost? They were yes. they, they were up 10 with like five minutes to go, I think.
1: Up 10 with four to play.
4: Wow, And they gave up like 400 yards passing. Um, they are now, I think, second in the country, second worst pass defense in the country.
1: It'll hurt your feelings. And then and
5: then Shane walking off the field is like, somebody get me a pin. Somebody yeah. get me a pin. Yeah.
1: And he starts making this, this absurdism. All right, Ben, what do we got next?
2: Hey, I don't know if you guys saw this, too. He actually broke his foot oh, yeah. uh, at that game, too, kicking a Gatorade cooler, I think he said. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, let's go to the polar opposite of Shane Beamer. This is Kyle Whittingham, and just listen to how he takes ownership. He's been doing this for a while.
1: Yeah, he's good. Secondary, it, you know, there's been moments
3: where they've been burned through passes, but what do you feel like you've seen from them, and do you feel confident now going into
4: the stretch where quarterbacks are going to be taking more shots downfield?
7: Okay, our secondary, yeah, yeah, yeah. say, the, yeah, say just, the, like,
4: there's been a couple times where your secondary, your secondary corners or uh-huh. something, have been, you know, they've been a pass, that's really? burning. It hasn't been a lot, but right. now that you're going to face more quarterbacks that like
1: to air it out a little bit more, do you feel confident in that group?
7: Well, we we like those guys, and, and right now we're leading the conference in pass efficiency defense, which is the number one barometer that you look at for your pass defense. It's not overall yards, it's it's the efficiency. Uh, you're right. There's some big challenges on the horizon, and uh, we'll see how we hold up. But, but uh, I think we've uh, done some good things in the secondary. Zamaya and, and JT and Miles holding down the fort at the corner spots. Uh, we've had Teo Johnson at the at the slot corner, and then uh, those safeties. So I th- I really like our secondary and think we got you know, some good players back there. But they will be tested, no doubt, coming up. So we'll see.
1: Wow. That's man. a nice way of not emasculating that reporter. <laughs> I mean, he all but told him, Your question's the dumbest question I've ever been asked, and do your homework before you ask another one because we have the number one pass defense in the Pac 12.
4: What's weird is that he said, You know, you guys have been burned a few times. Well, it's like, man, we're halfway through the season. Who has? You're going to give up. You've given up passes. Yeah, that's happened. It happens everywhere.
1: Dude, Utah's defense yeah. is the only reason they win games. They yeah. haven't had Cam Rising all year long. They can't produce an offense week to week at all. They have to win on defense. So the, the issue, the way
4: you phrase that question, That honestly, was the problem. The yeah, phrasing was a problem. You just say, look, your defense is, you have the best passing efficiency yeah. defense in the conference. You guys have been really good out there, uh, not giving up big plays, not giving up a ton of passing yards. But you're facing a tick in—in in, you're ta- facing an uptick in the level of competition. Do you feel like you guys are ready for what's about to come? Something like that. Don't bring up the fact that your corners have been burned because they've all been burned. Your offensive lineman has given up plays. Your quarterbacks made bad reads. I mean, that just – we're halfway through the season.
5: But, I mean, dude, the guy – look, Kyle Whittingham was a great player, obviously a successful coach. has built a great program there. It's he just the confidence he exudes there to not feel the need to belittle the reporter is really it's awesome. Cool. You
1: know, sometimes it, we applaud on this show. Yeah. sometimes we yeah. say,
4: "There you go." Pal. I mean, I feel like this is the first time we've done this. but yeah. I like it. It's a cool new segment.
1: <laughs> first of all, the man has won back-to-back Pac-12 titles. Nice. It's not Southern Cal. It's not Oregon. It's not. It's not. It's. It's Utah. And he would
5: have been in, within his rights to to be like, "What are you talking about? What do what you? what We've and got what the number you, one. What do
1: you... are you jibber jabbering about there, uh, Kyle? What are you talking about?" <laughs>
5: it's good stuff should we talk about should we talk about artesia water jeff
1: always
4: always so i can't wait ira until next week when one of us doesn't have to remind jeff to do this hey man first of all (laughs) don't be mad don't get
1: mad hey let's just get on with the read show
5: show your confidence like be kyle whittingham show you don't need to to disparage i've been
1: hosting shows for 25 (laughs) (laughs) years there have been an awful lot of advertisers in that time that trust me with their product. Yeah, I'm fortunate that they've entrusted me yet again. I agree. Find folks at artesianwater.com. I don't think they feel any hurry for me to race in at the beginning of a program that has 10 spots. Right. Make sure I get it in before the fifth one. Apparently, you do. Right. We'll talk about that. At another time. Next question. <laughs> good job, it wasn't Coach William.
4: It was a little too, a little too, you know, a little too anim- much animosity a, for
1: my taste, but it I, little, I appreciate
5: it. 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 was a little more cervic than old oh, Coach William. Yeah. Wernham, but, but, yeah. But uh,
1: Artesian water, baby. There you go. It's right there. We've got one set up in the kitchen over yonder, and uh, I got my yeah. four jugs at the beginning of the week. Hey, now, four jugs of water at the beginning of the week, and uh, it was an easy setup. Took no time, and it's convenient as all get out. So yeah. tell me
4: tell me about the jugs for real because I'm gonna get one. I didn't realize exactly what I I was. Are classic of. big jugs I, I, like you know office like in an office? So, yes, like-
5: yes, yeah, exactly like that. But spring water, you know, it's artesia water, so it comes from springs, natural, pure, pure I mean, spring water, best water you've ever had. And and I you didn't understand it. I tried to tell you two different times, and you kept telling me no. And so, but now I'm glad you're on board. I'm glad you're on board. I'm glad you understand. But yeah, it's like a cooler you have in the office with a five gallon. Water so are cool you having cars.
4: to take the jug and pour it into
1: water like this? I mean, know?
5: we we can see if they'll hire somebody to come out. You and want do it me for to you. come
1: out there? You know, it's got a seal at the top. You t- hey, listen, you're a big strong guy these days, Corey. You're yeah, a strong guy. Right. Go over and pop it on there, right? Come okay. On, All right. Good. Good.
5: Good. But uh, yeah, no. As Jeff said, it comes uh, it's incredible, and what's really cool about it is for Coach Beak fans, we got a special offer. If you when you go to their website artesiawater.com and you type in uh are when you ask for a quote request or you request information or a quote if you mention coach beak they're going to give you the first delivery and first month free hey, of boom. the cooler and and the water uh bottles and then you know again after that then you got to start paying we can't we're not giving you free water for life
1: can't right? do it but, forever
5: but the first month will be free and uh it's again it's basically their coverage area I didn't mention this last time uh they're located in they have an office Tallahassee but they're located in Bonifay, which is in the Panhandle they kind of service over to Dothan uh, parts of South Alabama up into South Georgia. And then across to like Perry and Madison Uh, that's their kind of sweet spot, North Florida panhandle and up into Georgia and uh, Alabama. And they it's, Man, it's it's really cool. I I, I need to pace myself with the, with the Artesia Water, Jeff. It's uh it's nice to have that in the house.
1: The good news is that uh, you'll be hydrated, and we all yes. need to be hydrated. And the other good news is now their coverage is going to continue to expand now that they're on a show like Coach Beak. So we yeah. love them, and they're going to love us. It's all going to be good. ArtesiaWater.com, folks. Next up, and, Ben.
5: And real quick, also, sorry, real quick. And they're also on the website, ArtesiaWater.com. There's phone numbers if you want to ask, speak to a person, as well. And just mention Coach Beak though. If you if you request information, mention Coach Beak Perfect. to get that offer.
2: Hey guys, sometimes coaches tell stories in press conferences and I wonder if they're true. I'm wondering what you guys think about this story
6: from Mac Brown. Oh, here we go. I was at uh Texas and we just beaten Kansas sixty six to fourteen. We were undefeated. We we're second in the country and this was 05. And we're getting ready to go play A and M and they're four and seven and we're going to play at a and And I get a call from Coach Parcells, and he's the head coach of the Cowboys, and I played for him at Florida State. And he's a dear friend, and I admire him so much. And he, he didn't say hello, he, he said, you're in trouble, man. And I'm thinking, we just won 66 to 14, we're doing good, man. And he said, you're, you're in trouble, because you, you're sitting around talking about you. And, and you're talking about USC, and you're talking about national championship game. This is Texas A&M's uh, bowl game. They're not going to a bowl game. So their only chance to save their season is beat you. And you you aren't even thinking about them. So he said, you're like that big rat that's eating the poison cheese.
5: Hmm.
6: And he said, you, you're going to die now. You're going to eat the poison cheese and you're going to die. And I mean, I got scared to death sitting there <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, I got, I got you, Coach. Okay. So I, I went downstairs and I hung a... Um, a piece of cheese from every locker, and I put his quote up there <laughs> at every locker. And then at, at halftime of the game, we're down 29-24, and he is so right. And I walked in at halftime. And I said, "You're not going. We're going to win a game, and you're not going to die, but you're damn sure sick because you ate some of that cheese. And and we need to wake up. And then we won 40 to 29. But that was the day Ben Chung lost the Heisman Trophy because Reggie Bush. Had, uh, they beat Fresno 73 to 14, and he had a great performance, so the votes were in. That was it, because we weren't ready to play that day. So you, you can't sit around and eat the poison cheese. You can't listen to the talk. You can't pat yourself on the back, uh, because it, you, we're, we're human beings, so I, we're human beings. Yeah, I think we've got so enough of Mac. We know Mac. Virginia's gonna to play hard Saturday it, night.
1: Yeah, we they went it went on to yeah. beat Colorado the next week, seventy to three, I think it was. The, the, uh, Corey. The, the, and then they- I just looked it
4: up. And I, there's I remember the USC Fresno State game specifically. It was not seventy-three to fourteen. Fresno State had the lead in the fourth quarter in that game. <laughs> That's why Reggie Bush was on the field and running for 350 yards, is because uh that game was very close because USC didn't have a defense. I don't know the score, but I know it wasn't that. He did get the Kansas score right, though. He
1: got that right, 40 to 29. And,
4: and they beat AM 40 to 29. Um, they beat AM 40 to 29. They beat Kansas 66 to 14. Both of those are right. So that was cool to know. I do think that story's probably true. I don't think Parcells was probably as um, uh
5: demonstrative you're gonna die you're gonna die
1: Mac
4: yeah I I don't think it was that uh yeah that
1: I like that he got the reference to that those two coaches were at Florida State that's nice yeah that was a nice touch
4: I like stories like that man I I like that in a press conference uh I just you
5: know there might have been some embellishment do you think yes there was a lot
4: there was some embellishment for sure
5: and it, also Max saying he got scared on the call, like he was like, "Oh no, am I gonna die?" Also, I don't
1: think he like, hung really... from the lockers. I don't think he did.
5: There's, there. I've heard that story before. I bet
4: he did. I think he did. I've heard know. that
5: story before. Um, but also like that's one of those the rat cheese and the hanging the cheese from a lot. like I've heard that story. I think from different like about different schools. Saban it's has like, said it. Saban uses the rat cheese all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's like. You know, and Jimbo was a king of that when he when we covered him, like using lines that he stole from other coaches and sometimes anecdotes from other coaches. Um, but I, I will say this for Mac Brown, he it's a, he's an interesting character in that he's like he comes across that felt like we were sitting in his living room, like Grandpa's having a oh, call, sure, talk with us. Yeah. But if you watch him during the games, man, he gets fired up. Like he was, they got they got a ton of calls against him the other night, and he was he was pretty fired up. It's a, he's a he's an interesting coach. That's,
1: we may be covering that, old Mac Brown in that ACC championship game, guys. Right. We, we could, we could get story time for ourselves when we're there in Charlotte.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think Vince Young lost the Heisman against AM, though, by the way, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think too. Reggie Bush was always winning that Heisman was leading the, the, the race the whole time. Well, in, listen, hindsight, in hindsight, maybe Vince Young should have won it, but he wasn't going. There's,
5: to. there's a, uh, so Ben, to answer your question, we believe, Part of that story.
4: Yeah,
1: part of it. We believe the, 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 the,
4: the sentiment. the yeah. overall sentiment of the it's story. Just we what he
1: had to say seems true. Rings true. Yeah.
4: I don't think Parcells just called him and didn't say hello.
1: That that seems odd. Uh, I yeah. think
4: he was like, hey Mac, what's going on? By the way, you might be in trouble this week. I could see it going like that, not like Mac, you're about to die. So yeah. if you, the there's three some of poison. Us
1: were, if the three of us were snopes, we'd say yeah. pretty true.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty, Mostly pretty true.
1: true. <laughs> Go, Ben, what do we got?
2: Hey, did you guys know Rich Rodriguez is at Jacksonville State now? I did. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, I did not, and uh, he does not <laughs> give a damn. Okay, good. Uh, very talented, very good Western Kentucky team. I think – I don't
8: know if they were picked first or second or uh, – should have been if they weren't. I think they were. So – and they had an open date – thank you. They had a open date, um, which is kind of question a little bit, but well, how does, you know, one team get an open date in the middle of this midweek stretch uh, in a league game? I don't you know, I guess it's just the way it fell. I don't know. That's, so they have an open date and extra time to get ready. So what about Simon?
2: Do you think he'll be able to play Saturday?
8: Yeah, I don't know. It was a concussion thing, but it uh, didn't really, it wasn't like a, didn't see like a big hit or anything. So, you know, those are the hardest ones to figure out because, You know it's it's different for there's no like set you have a series of you know like uh
5: time to talk shopify a couple years ago i wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world that's you guys but i had no idea where to get started now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy all because we use shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now, to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're
8: in. Shopify.com slash Conditions or something you gotta pass, there's like 20 of them. I always tease our trainers because one of the 20 is anxiety. I'm like, hell, you know, we all have like a high mark on that. You can ask any player, any coach, what's their anxiety level? That's it's gonna be off the chart there. So I don't know how you measure that with a concussion. But anyway, how important do you think it is when recruiting generally just to to, to be winning and and, and to have you know, not oh, I, just a
7: winning record but
2: maybe a lot of wins stacked on
8: Yeah, I think uh, when everybody wants to go, we have a chance to have success you know, bowl games or whatever. Uh, I think most of our recruits know we're in transition period, so I don't know what the expectations are. But you do it, I mean, as a coach, you do it two ways. If you're winning a lot, you say, hey, you come join us, be part of this, something special. And if you're not, hey, we need you to win, you know, so. <laughs> Your message will be whatever the hell you need to message at the time. You know we, you know, we're not winning and we're not playing well. Hey, well, you know that's why we're recruiting you, so we can win. So it's, you know, coaches will send the message, whatever it is. But
1: so I like this version of Rich Rod way more than the one that was at Michigan or West Virginia. Me too.
5: It's I didn't know he's turned into Rick Trickett now. Rick Trickett's on his staff now, mm-hmm. but like and I know he's a West Virginia guy too. But like, yeah, it's like a very like you know, down home, kind of just shooting the bowl. It's it's an interesting I – don't, I don't remember him being like that before.
1: He wasn't. He was a pain in the ass back right. in the day. He gave some of the most contentious press conferences ever. He hated being criticized. He couldn't handle any of that stuff. It never played well when he was in Ann Arbor because the Detroit Free Press was there, and they're not going to listen to that nonsense. Now he's on team
5: don't give a blank. I he's mean, a, he,
1: on Jacksonville State, guys. You think I care? <laughs> you think I care what any of this – I mean, look where I'm at. He literally was coach of
4: Michigan in our lifetimes. He was yes. at Michigan. And now he's at Jacksonville State. God bless him. I mean, yeah, that that's the exact mindset he should have. He's yeah. like, you know what? He's like a guy at the uh at a margaritaville, just living life. Like whatever, man. Isn't this fun? I get to still coach football. There's no pressure. I'm gonna answer your questions honestly. I think it's dumb that anxiety is one of the concussion pro <laughs> the concussion protocol. That's that's, like, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's
5: That's the best indicator. If you can try to have fun on a public dais about concussion protocols, man, you really don't give a crap.
1: Yeah. Hey, when you get fired as a head coach in college football, it is, as I like to describe, kiss my ass on Main Street. You have made more money than you're ever going to make, and you'll never worry about it again if you're reasonably intelligent. That's happened to him a multitude of times. (laughs) So by the time he gets to Jacksonville State, buddy, he has put in the coffers as much as you can – yeah. It doesn't matter to him. There's something freeing, like Corey was saying. He's the guy at the bar that you met that made a ton of money, right. you know, selling turf or whatever to the NFL. And he's worth $50 million. <laughs> he never thought he was going to come into money. And now he's just drunk off his ass on a Wednesday.
5: I, the uh, so the first thing I didn't get the first thing at first about the scheduling, it was like, yeah, man, teams get bye weeks. What do you mean? They're, so right now their conference is doing this thing where they, they're playing all these midweek games.
4: Yeah, they played this past Tuesday.
5: Yeah, so so he's mad because they're all doing these crazy schedules as part of the league, but somehow Western Kentucky got like a bye right before they got to play them. I like anyway. the
1: implied uh, conspiracy there. He thinks they're yeah. out to get him at Jacksonville State. <laughs> and doesn't
5: mind saying it in a press conference.
1: Doesn't care. We like it. We might need
5: more Rich Rod in the future. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that Jacksonville State uh, filmed their press conferences. I had no idea that that was going to be a thing. Hey, we can't uh, make
5: too much fun of Jacksonville
1: State yeah. on this show, gang. <laughs> ben is out here taking shots. Wasn't that long ago. Uh,
2: former Another former West Virginia coach, now at Houston, Dana Holgerson, got his first Big 12 win on a Hail Mary over the Mountaineers. And he was pretty chill in the press conference, too. I think him and Rich Rod might pound a few beers together or something. Oh, yeah. In all
9: likelihood. Team responded. You know, made some plays defensively. Uh, could have sealed that game with the pick. We got to make that play. Can't let them go score a touchdown with a minute and a half to go. That's happening way too much. It's going to get addressed. I don't know what we got to do, but it's something's going to happen because um, we can't keep doing that. It makes me sick because we've worked it time after time after time after time. So that I will, I will fix that. Um, you know, but you know, were we supposed to win it? I don't know. We did. <laughs> were they supposed to win it? I don't know. They didn't. So, <laughs> well good press. Uh, you know, Mountaineer Nation was here like I said they would be. They had a lot of people here. It means a lot to them. You know, 10 of my ex-players were on their sideline cheering on the Mountaineers, which I would expect nothing else from them. Um, uh, I'll probably make them buy me a drink tonight. <laughs> 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 they can afford it. They're they're all first-rounders.
1: I don't believe that they're all first rounder. All coach. of them, all I ten don't of think them. So I don't think the kids you had at West Virginia were first rounders. I don't.
5: No. Hey, the prompt—the prompt from Ben was not to decide whether it was a true story. That was the Mac <laughs> Brown question. This is yeah. how chill is he? And I think, man, Dana, Dana—he's—he'd probably be one of the cooler coaches to hang out with, probably. Right? I agreed. Mean, he's, agreed. He's just—he just. I mean,
4: work. Ira, for a couple hours, maybe. You—you you meet him at eight. In, or nine 8.30, you're like, all right, man, by 10.30, you're like, all right, dude, I got to pack it in. Because he's going all night, and who yeah. knows where it's going to end up.
1: Corey, you nailed it. You just <laughs> nailed it. My whole suspicion watching that press conference was, I need to get out of here so I can start drinking. Yes. That, now, I don't mean to besmirch the man. He may yeah. be dry as the Sahara. But what I'm telling you now is he had the vibe of a guy, that, that itch in the side for 30 seconds to start the press conference, followed by all this up here. Yeah. This is a man who wants to hit the cold one, like and Spurrier after a big win.
4: But the vibe uh, from him, and I don't know if it's true. I, I mean, I, I feel like he at least he just admitted he drinks. He drinks a little bit, so that's cool. I got no shame or judgment there. But the vibe is that it doesn't wrap up at a reasonable time with him sometimes, <laughs> especially after you win on a Hail Mary. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be going. to Iris' World,
1: point: why you would want to hang out with yes. him for a night, for a little
4: while. Yeah. After yeah. a while, you're like, man, he's gonna get me in a fight. Uh, he, he's gonna say something. I'm gonna fight him. Like there's gonna, there's gonna know, be a line that's crossed. I
5: think. I don't. Th- you remember like Sports Illustrated back in the day when they would get access to like hang out for a weekend with whatever yeah. star athlete and you know follow Venus Williams for three days or whatever it was. Like they, I don't know if they ever did one of those. Like go on a bender with Dana Holgerson. Oh, like that did. would be that yeah, would be, be incredible. Maybe yeah. that's uh. Maybe we can work on that in our next. It would be uh, like one of those
4: uh, Hunter S. Thompson yes. stories from back in the seventies. Unfortunately,
1: for unfortunately Mike Price, they did find out about one of those situations. <laughs> however, allegedly, allegedly, uh, ben, litigation after that. <laughs> what do we got here, Ben?
2: Next up, we've got Chip Kelly at UCLA who was randomly asked some question about NIL and pro player contracts, and somehow that correlates to his athletes. It's kind of hard to hear over Chip's heavy breathing, but uh,
0: his,
2: his answer is pretty pretty classic. All
0: right. So i uh, calling uh, college players pro athletes now. I don't look he at it that look way. Like and I also don't think because a pro athlete –
5: so, yeah, what he's asking is, he's asking, like, should college, is it okay that college athletes will start getting criticized like pro athletes? Right. Because now they're making a lot of money.
1: Right. Oh, okay. So. All right. Now, Ben wasn't kidding about the breathing. The breathing. Yeah, the breathing. I mess. mean, that I was little, Darth Vader. That was, that was Darth Vader esque. My God. All right, we can
0: go. Makes money that people should be allowed to criticize them. You know what I mean? You know, does people go into the workforce of some banker and just start heckling him? Saying, hey, you make $750,000 and the mortgage rates are this. Inflation is at, a, is at an unbelievable pace, so what the heck are you guys doing? You're absolutely out of your mind. Let's get rid of you. Let's fire this guy and cut this guy and do all that. I mean, it's the nature of sports, and we, we all got involved in it, and we all understand it, and that's the beauty of sports. You know, everybody is allowed to have their opinion. Everybody thinks they're the manager of the New York Yankees. Everybody thinks they have a better way to do things. That's what makes this country great you are entitled to your own opinion but just because someone makes money i don't think you can put it into that thing Well, this person makes money we should do that so are we going after every ceo on wall street or are we going after every politician now because the inflation's through the roof i leave that up to other people we're trying to get some first downs here
4: we're trying to get some first downs here that's awesome what a great way to finish it
1: i just don't i will throw in here one caveat that all that was great except for the line about "that's what makes this country great" that's not true. That's, that's not- exactly not what he
4: thinks. Why would he even say that? That was just like a a, 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 a verbal tick that he just said. And, hey, you know what? God bless America. Yeah. Right? Hey, God bless the USA.
5: Who was it last week? That, that's why we love life. Who was it that uh, <laughs> you know you come? Oh, is uh, PJ Fleck? Yeah. You know, it's just like life. You know, you come home and your family's all dead. Your wife has been (laughs) hostage (laughs) taken.
1: Yeah. You've got to fight through it. And today we fought through it just like the man who finds out his seven year old daughter was decapitated. You've got to find a way in (laughs) Um, the world. It's what makes America great. So, Chip, here's the thing. Like, I, this is actually a topic I think
5: is is worth discussing at some point. On you know, and I think the country and fans will have to have this discussion at some point because we've always treated athletes different. Like high school football players. If you cover high schools, Corey and I used to cover high schools. You you when you write about high school players that fumble or whatever you, you write about a little differently than you do college players. Yeah,
1: It's a 15 then, year old kid. Yeah. Right?
5: And then college players, you write it a little bit different than you do pro athletes. Cause you could always say, well, look, man, they're not making a million dollars a year. You got to treat them a little bit differently. So that, that is a discussion that the reporter's question is valid. Like this is probably going to change some of that, right? Where if if some of these college football players are making over a million dollars, does that not open them up? Maybe for more criticism than, than otherwise.
1: Yeah, I don't know how it couldn't. Of course yeah. it would. If Caleb Williams is making two or three million dollars a year and he goes out and throws three picks in a blowout loss, I think he's fair game, my man. I mean, the- but, but I
4: also think somebody like Caleb Williams was always going to be criticized, whether yeah. he but, was making money or not. I, th- but I don't
5: think it, you think it? Don't you think it goes to a different level if, when the money is involved? Then it, I mean, I think being college athletes are not typically criticized the way pro athletes are.
4: No. no, no, and I don't think they, I don't think they still will be. But yes, it'll be ramped up a little bit because you're like, oh, we're paying you six figures and you can't catch the ball. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I, I do think I do think that'll that'll start happening. Uh, the
5: The ridiculous yeah. the ridiculous thing from Chip though is the comparison to we don't go into the banker and yell at him. Yeah, man, the banker's not selling tickets to <laughs> the bank. Is the banker's not on TV? The banker isn't yeah. making ten million dollars like you are. Um, so yeah, yeah the banker's not chill. repping
4: Uh, jump man on his shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's getting paid by Nike like you are. Yeah. And also, like you said, do we, do we criticize politicians? Yes. It's yes. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every
1: single second of every day. It's Joe, never ending. It's Joe, <laughs> actually quite literally. It never ends.
5: Joe Biden's watching this like, so nobody's criticizing Nobody me. Nobody's
1: a bad <laughs> word about me. Really? Sweet. <laughs> All right, Ben, what do we got?
2: Hey, we've got two more. We're going to finish things out on Dabo. I know you guys are excited to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start first with some Sunbelt drama. This is Kane Womack. He is at South Alabama, a Southern Miss alum. He just beat Southern Miss 55 to 3. This is in the post game. He took a little offense to some billboards that were appealing, appearing in Mobile. So, Kane Womack at South Alabama.
0: One thing, though, um, I'm very. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Will Hall, a lot of respect for uh, people that built that program at Southern Miss, you know, Jeff Bauer, Larry Fedora, Jay Hobson, uh, who I worked with, you know, as defensive coordinator and head coach, Um, you know, Dave Womack, there's some special people there that have always kind of gone about things with a humble confidence in that program. And, uh, you know, whoever the administrator is that made a decision to put billboards that were disrespectful for the city of Mobile and disrespectful to the University of South Alabama, just needs to know that sometimes those things are great in a board meeting, uh, but it'll get your ass kicked on the playground. So let's make sure that we do things the right way. And my alma mater, uh, I think, should hold themselves to a different standard than that. Jay's up and L.E.O. Jay's up.
4: Wow. What does Jay's up mean?
5: Uh, Something for their – team I guess uh, maybe Jay was next Jay's for the, Jaguars oh,
4: Joe, maybe Jay was uh, Jay was the next maybe guy was, I think I
5: they, is it South Alabama? Is that was Jaguars the Jaguars or
4: yeah they're the Jaguars so what did the I couldn't understand what the billboard said Ira could you have it, any context to that
5: it like had like something it looked like it had something from um so like whatever so, uh, South Alabama's something that they put and like crossed off yeah they crossed it then, off and then had their you know their message but uh yeah, man, like that's uh, that's pretty intense. And he also, I I don't know. I like I, I don't it just it just you don't I don't know. You just don't usually see that. I guess he waited till after the win, though. That was pretty cool. He didn't uh, he didn't talk before the game.
1: There was a dot 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 that started all of that. When he's asked the question, it's a little bit like when you hear I do this, this, this and this and, you know, the butts coming dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what that was. The second he gets asked a question, he's saying all these nice things about coaches that came before yeah, him. Yeah, you that. knew something. He's about to you drop You like, hammer. okay, we're headed down a path. Here comes the butt. And he, he also – it's like two billboards got you that mad,
5: buddy. Like, I mean, I get it, I guess. You don't
4: want – So Southern Miss bought billboards in Mobile. I guess to, so, yeah. I guess promote uh, promote. You know, it's like – remember,
5: remember Greg Sciano did it, like when he went – when he was at Rutgers, he put, like, billboards in South Florida. Yes, he did. And stuff, so I guess they're they're called the port city. So they change it to the what? What is that? I don't know. Hus City. I don't Hus know. City.
4: Like Maybe. Hattiesburg? Yeah, I know, that's what i understand. What is Hus City? Uh, But either way, it's a it's clearly a Southern Miss billboard.
1: I do and, like uh, the a major university experience at a cost comparable to your local university. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I would have chuckled. He won the game, man.
4: Yeah, he took real offense to it though. And uh yeah, that's uh we're, I
1: think he I, falls in line with a lot of people that want to be offended. Next up, Ben, what do we I, got? No, I
4: wanted to say one thing about it though. The the one the one analogy I didn't like is if you if you make a decision at a board meeting, it might get your ass kicked on the playground. Who is goes from a board meeting to a playground? Pedophiles. Like, right i i don't like that analogy at all so i, I wish you to come up with something just the field the field would have been better not yeah. the playground because we're not trying to promote six-year-olds fighting each other on the playground
1: <laughs> he was oh, frustrated
2: we're going to close things out with Dabo. i'm going to give you a little background context and read his quote from his coaches show that kind of sparked some outrage uh so we're going to go ahead Uh, Quote, we're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where, you know, people, if you don't go undefeated, you're losers, you're terrible, and it's just a terrible mindset, you know, and honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. He went on to continue, quote, you know, that's the one good thing about going through a little bit of so-called adversity is you really find out, you know, who's with you and who's not. But as far as our program, hey, we may win every one of these games out. We could lose every one of them. We're a really good team that can beat anybody, and we're a team that could lose to anybody. But our program is built to last. I mean, we're going to be around for a long time. We've got the makings, I really believe, the foundational pieces to the next championship at Clemson is on this team. I don't have any doubt about that. So then he followed it up in the press conference on Tuesday. He was asked about it, of course, with this. Let's find it here.
5: By the way, it's Hub City. Hattiesburg is the yeah, Hub, Hub City. City. So that's why it. Uh, there you go, Ira. There's the there. context
4: I'm a
7: we need. Guy who called in and was, you know, complaining about whoever he works with. Uh, and and I just, you know, I guess nobody has a sense of humor anymore around here. Uh, but that's just kind of the world we live in. But no, our fans are awesome. I mean, 98.5% of our fans are amazing. I mean, I've been here 20. It's my 21st year. So I mean, literally 98.5% are amazing. But we got. One and a half percent that they're with you win or win. And, uh, you know, and so I just made it. I was trying to I don't even know who I was talking to pep him up a little bit. And, you know, a little adversity some in this world is sometimes good, you know, because for a couple of reasons, I think sometimes you can win so much you lose appreciation for the blessing. Ugh. That's just a reality. And uh, it's hard to win. It's freaking hard to win. And to win consistently is almost impossible, so people don't understand that. I can't. I can't help them. But um, I just made the comment of, you know, a little adversity along the way. The, the one po- you hate it, but the one positive is it makes you grow. But you also learn kind of who's with you, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a good thing. That's good. Uh, so I don't. I love our fans. I think we got <laughs> yeah. again 98.5 percent of them are amazing. Um, but right. the other one and a half percent, they create a lot of the problems. They can go F themselves.
1: This is our percentage. The 98.5. Yeah. Corey, literally. Literally. 98.5. 98.5. Literally. Yeah, he, he he does, counted he's, done he's counted them all. He counted them all. Yeah. I, You know,
5: I, I don't really believe it. If we're going back to the truth, we need a truth detector on this show. Since we, uh, we did it with Mac and uh, the other guy. I don't believe he loves our fans. I don't when he
1: said I love our fans. It
5: yeah. didn't sound, I don't know, I didn't feel He does the world. it
1: every week, Ira, he hates those bastards. <laughs> every week he's ripping the media, he's ripping the fans. They don't understand what a blessing it is. First of all, Dabo, God doesn't care about who wins a football game. Stop with all that nonsense. <laughs> Secondly, it is over and over again. He he bashes the fans and then turns around and goes, "What what?" I don't understand. Nobody, crazy, nobody can
5: take a joke. Yeah. yeah,
4: nobody could take a joke. I was clearly joking. <laughs> what, what's crazy about it is uh, Ira knows because he's been in that stadium when they weren't very good, yeah. when Clemson was going through the Tommy Bowden era, and when they were always four and five and playing Florida State. Those fans are great.
5: It was packed back then, man. They like when, show up when well, they're not any been. good,
4: and they show up when they're great. That is one way, of the best fan bases in the as, country.
1: As an aside – I think you can say that about the state of South Carolina, period. Right, yeah, right. South yeah. Carolina fans have been going to games forever. They've never been any good.
4: And 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 the, and the thing about South Carolina fans is at least they get to watch perfect defense. At least they get to watch perfect, perfect, perfect defensive calls.
1: Calls,
5: perfect calls, not perfect defense. Yeah,
4: like Clemson just got by with great players knowing what they're supposed to do and doing it. South and Carolina is next it. level. But yeah, like Dabo saying that about the fans, it's like, man, it's just, it, it seems like you're all – that's that's one of the tells that, okay, this might – Bowden did it too. Right. Bobby Bowden did it too. Like, people don't appreciate what we did. It's just, yeah, they do appreciate it, man, but they still want the same consistency because that's what you're paid so handsomely to do is to not go 9-3. You're again. never
1: a victim of your own success. I wish coaches understood that, man. You're not a victim of your own success. It's never smart to go into a press conference or to answer a question by bashing your fans. Yeah. It's he's got rabbit ears, Polar. man. He hears Polar. somebody on Twitter or reads something off a board, and he's furious. Only one point five percent, though, guys.
4: <laughs> well, that's true, but one point five percent of like a million, Ira. That's it's a lot,
5: it's a lot that's of people. A lot. Yeah. You
4: know, so uh yeah, that's uh that's all that's too much for Dabo for sure. I would I would like to that.
5: I would like to hear the the press conference that le- cause it was a coach's show yeah. and he said the guy was talking about adversity or something and somehow Dabo turned it into Yeah, well we've got a bunch of Clemson fans that shouldn't be Clemson fans anymore.
1: Oh it's every week though, guys. I'm tired. he does it every week. We can have a lot of Yeah. End. Every time, man, and they does it after wins. He does it after I- any game. It's just like, well, they just don't appreciate, uh, you know, God's love over this program. I don't understand. It's they, it again, point. that's
4: that's where I would push back if I was a Clemson fan because clearly they gotta love Dabo. He's been incredible for that program. He's turned that program into a national yeah. power. But they were an awesome fan base before you got there, and they're gonna be an awesome fan base Correct. after you leave. Correct. They are a great fan base. Don't give them grief for wanting to win more games.
5: You know what is a blessing, guys? ArtesiaWater.com. Mm.
1: ArtesiaWater.com. Go look it up. You'll see all the places they deliver. You'll see all the deals that you can get. You could call them. You'll see their phone number on there. You can give them a ring and say, I want this service. The boys for Coach Speak. Coach speak. For me yep. and I'm going to get a huge discount because of it.
5: Yeah, you get a free first month. And, uh, and again, Jeff and I already got it. Corey's going to have it soon. And Old it's a uh, happy
1: Corey waiting out there in the wings. Can't see wait to squirt my Mio in that big water yeah. jug.
5: actually <laughs> like a gallon of Mio into your five gallons of water. Uh, but yeah, and um, if you can get it at your home or your office or wherever you want it. So in this you in this drink region, water, as they yes. say.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. Ben, good work out of you for Corey and Ira. I'm Jeff. Another Coach Speak next week. Share, like, do all the things. Spread it around. Make sure everybody else hears about Coach Speak. Good times.
5: Peace. It's a blessing.